You know, I've been thinking lately, the thing that gets me the most worked up and the most annoyed, I would say, is the people that flat out just won't believe the thing. It's not not so much that they doubt, but they just, they won't believe it no matter what. You can give them all the evidence in the world, and they still will not believe in the thing that you are trying to convince them of. I mean, we've seen it in the last couple of years. I'm not going to try and get political, but with COVID, with uh, the government, with a lot of, uh, let's say, aliens. There's, I mean, there was proof from the government that they are real, and people still doubt it and don't believe. But yet again, you know, you shouldn't trust the government. I'm just going to, I'm that type of person. You should not trust the government. I'm, I said it. I said it. If I disappear, oh well. I hope I get into some things that might make me question if I'm going to disappear or not on this podcast. But it just drives me insane that you can give people all of the proof and they still will argue to their very last breath about it. I mean, let me ask you this question. What would make you believe? Say, let's let's say Bigfoot. What would make you believe that there is a thing as Bigfoot out there? Is it video proof with no tampering? There's proof that there's no tampering on this video. Is it seeing it in person? Is it a very descriptive story and the story is backed up by facts? There's no, you know, there's no way that they could be lying about it. I mean, what does it take for you to believe? Let's, Bigfoot is a very great example of something that a lot of people believe and a lot of people don't. I, mean, I feel like most people I talk to, it's split down the middle. I mean, either they believe or they don't believe. He could be real or he's absolutely not real. Or she, you know, never know. There could be more than one. There could be just one. Who knows? But what does it take to make you believe? So many people want to just say no. They are not open to believing in new things. They, if, if it's not backed up by hardcore research, they do not believe it. It's just there's no moving them an inch. What does it take for you? What just That is the question today. What does it take for you to go beyond the veil, to see things that are extraordinary, and to believe that it is real? Because there is so many extraordinary things on this earth. There's so many extraordinary things in the Bible that people do not want to talk about, but are there. The Bible is an extraordinary and supernatural book. And the supernatural and extraordinary parts of it are not talked about near enough. Not not only the Bible... But this world, there's just like I said, there's so many extraordinary things and supernatural things that happen, but people want to pass them off as coincidence, and it's not. So just think about it. What does it take? What does it take for you to believe? What does it take for you to change your perspective on the world?
welcome to Beyond the Veil. Welcome back to Beyond the Veil, everybody. I am your guide through all things supernatural, and paranormal, and unexplained. I just want to say real quick, I apologize. I have been slacking so hardcore recently. I think it's been three weeks since I put out an episode. Um, and I just recently went on and looked at the statistics of my videos. And I had a lot more viewers than I had expected to get out of just three episodes. And so it kind of made me panic. And that is why I am here today. But so thank you guys so much for listening. And I just want to apologize again. It is... It's been a crazy couple weeks. I feel like I say that every episode that it's just been crazy busy, but that's what happens in life. It gets busy. I get behind. I know you guys probably do too. There's things that I want to get done and I just have to pick and choose between them. And hopefully soon I will be done with some of the more major parts that I've been working on lately and be able to focus a lot more of my time into this and into researching, um, into updating my Instagram, not just putting you know, TikTok videos out there on my, is that what it's called? I, reels, no, reels. It's not TikTok videos. It's a whole different app. But putting reels out, um, earlier I was putting out, you know, videos of missing 411, uh, creatures caught on camera. So if you guys want to check that out, go over to my Instagram. It's uh, beyond underscore the veil. But uh, yes, I apologize again. I have really been slacking. And so, Hopefully within the next few weeks, I can start getting more and more consistent because I know on my bio, on my podcast, it says that this is a weekly updated podcast and it has not been weekly. It has been bi-weekly at best. Um, yeah. So anyways, thank you again for being patient with me and thank you for those of you who have been listening, who have been encouraging me. It has been, it has been great starting this out and being encouraged by you guys um, a lot more than I, I thought I would be with the kind of topic that we talk about on here. I know in, in the future, I'm going to have a couple people on that really got me going on this podcast and, uh, we're going to talk about some really crazy things, but for now you just get me like the last couple of episodes. I am so sorry. There's sandhill cranes going on overhead. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's very loud. Uh, so I apologize for that. But anyways, like I said in the intro, we're going to talk about some things today that have just kind of been a little frustrating, been on my mind a lot. Um, and it's not so much that I get mad about. I shouldn't say that, but it's, I feel like it's, it's something that's frustrating for us believers of, uh, these, you know, cryptids and supernatural things. Uh, when it comes to other people, they just, no matter what you do, they don't want to believe, you know, some friends and family, you know, I talked to some of my friends and family about these things and they just kind of laugh in my face, which is, you know, to be expected because some of these things are very odd, uh, supernatural, obviously. And there's a long history of people not wanting to open up to the supernatural. You know, in Bible times, a lot of people did not want to open up to the supernatural. Or when they did come across it and did kind of accept it, they didn't want to take heed or pay attention to it. And I feel like that is uh, something you do not want to do, uh, especially when it comes to God. You do not want to ignore the advice of God because uh, you'll end up on your way to uh, 
Nineveh and get swallowed by a fish. Actually, not on your way to Nineveh. You'd be going the opposite way. Um, and then you get swallowed by a giant fish. So, we're going to be talking about the veil today. What that means, what it is, why why it is, maybe. I don't, I don't even know if I can answer that question, why it is. And we're going to be talking about why people do not want to see it or go beyond it. Hence the name, Beyond the Veil. So, what is the veil? I know we hit on this a little bit. In the first episode, Foundation, uh, I was giving you a little background into what this podcast is about. But the veil is potentially the dividing line between our world and the supernatural world. And recently, I feel like it has been getting very thin. And I know I'm not the only one. I've talked to some people, and I feel like that veil is thinning very much and we have been taking glimpses into the supernatural realm. Um, if you are a Christian, that is a major part of our religion is, you know, glimpsing into the supernatural, uh, taking part in the supernatural, because the Bible is supernatural. There's no way around it. I mean, it is a supernatural book filled with supernatural things. If you, I mean, if you want to talk about it, there's angels, there's demons, there's God, there's, you know, the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that is a supernatural, paranormal thing to begin with. Uh, you want to talk about talking donkeys. Uh, there is supernatural strength. There is, like we talked about in the latest episode, Gods Among Men. There is Nephilim. There are fallen angels. There are, you know, cherubim. And there's so many other things that I... I'm not a professional on, so I'm going to get professionals in here to talk about it, because if I start talking about it, I'm going to say all the wrong things. So I'm not going to go that deep into that, because I still have a lot of research to do. But there are so many supernatural things in the Bible that I feel like people just look over. They just kind of go numb to it almost and read over it like it's nothing. But that is not what you do when you read the Bible. You were supposed to dig in and you don't just read over the verse and say, ah, oh, look, he's talking about giants. Cool. What's the next verse? You know, David slayed the giant. No, what is going on? There's a giant in the Bible. Why would you not stop and read about it and dig into it? I mean, that's just, it just, it, it beats me. It, it just, I'm dumbstruck by the thought of people just skipping over that stuff, which I, I'm guilty of. I used to do very often. I would skip over that stuff in the Bible. I would really only skim my Bible when I read it. And sometimes I still struggle with that, especially if I'm in Numbers or Deuteronomy, because it is the most boring two books of the Bible, I think. But there is a lot of stuff in all the Old Testament books that are so supernatural that we just skip over. And even the preachers do it. The preachers or pastors are very guilty of this. On a Sunday morning, they will read verses and it'll say something about angels. It'll say something about, you know, the Holy Holy Spirit, it'll say, they will say something about giants, and they'll just keep going. Like, whoa, dude, slow down. You just, what? What? They're, I, yeah, nobody raises their hand and just says, what did you just say? Because it's just, it, the Western church has normalized it so much and has been numb to it. I think Hollywood has a big, uh, big hit on that, too. Because we see so many movies with, you know, giants and superpowers, superhumans and angels and demons that we just become numb to it. Men in Black, especially, I have a very big bone to pick with the Men in Black. I guess not bone to pick, but I have a very big spiel to go on about the Men in Black, which I don't know if I should do it on this episode or not. 
Um, I don't know if it's meant for this. I feel like I should get somebody else in the conversation when I go on this rant to have some, you know, back and forth about it. With, I don't know. I'll just say, I, I think the men in black, there's a lot of truth behind the men in black. Let's just say that. I've heard some stories of people being followed by people who look just like the men in black, not Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, exactly. But people dressed in all black in all black vehicles following them around after they've seen something crazy. So I I believe that Hollywood has numbed us down to all this stuff. You know, my uh, mother and my sister were very big into scary movies when I was a child. I was terrified of them and I am scarred for life from some of them. But I think that that kind of stuff especially numbs us down to the supernatural in the biblical sense. When you watch movies that are just acted out and so incredibly fake, let's take, you know, The Conjuring, or what's another good one? I don't know. I'm not going to say Chucky, because that has nothing to do... That's I I enjoy Chucky, I'm going to be honest. But the jump-scare, demonic movies that have nothing to do with god and have no sense in an actual exorcism have no sense in how demons actually operate and they make it just solid stupidity and people watch that and they become numb to i'm not saying you can't watch scary movies if you enjoy them by all means watch them who cares but i'm just saying do not let it twist your view of who God is and how the spiritual world actually operates because there is so much fakeness in Hollywood. They want to numb you down to it. There is a plan behind every single Hollywood movie, I believe, to numb us down. I'm not saying you can't enjoy movies from Hollywood. I'm just saying that certain movies are out there trying to distract you and trying to numb you to what is actually going on. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the best I can explain it. But there is just so much supernatural in life that people look over because of things like Hollywood. Uh, They make things, make fun of things. They, They make things, you know, they make the supernatural natural in a movie. And we get so used to it, we overlook it. I mean, I was, when I was younger, I was such a big fan of fantasy movies. Um, I loved Aragon, you know, I, even though it was the one of the worst budgeted movies ever and it was horribly made. I probably could have made a better version of it in my backyard with a cell phone camera. But I love that kind of, kind of stuff. You know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, I was into that stuff like crazy. But I feel like it, it still did numb numb me two things and it's it's hard to go back once you once you understand and watch those movies and make yourself I don't know how I'm trying to say this but you make yourself know that those are fake like you know witchcraft and Harry Potter it's like oh this is just a movie I'm not saying Harry Potter's bad I still love Harry Potter but you're numbing yourself to that like if you think oh witchcraft is not real it's just in you know Hogwarts blah 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 but then you got cults all over the united states you have satanic rituals going on in 
places that are specifically for scientific research, aka CERN, like I talked about in the last episode, and we're numb to it because we're just like, ah, that's not real, blah, you know, they're just, you know, having fun. No, that is real stuff. It is real, it is dark, it is demonic, and it is not to be messed around with. But people have made it so numbing that we just brush it off. We just look the other way. And we think, ah, no, it's not real. It's just people playing dress up. But it's not. It's dark stuff, and you don't mess with it. And I I mean, I've heard story after story of people who have messed with it, and things have not gone very well for them. Most of them have repented of it afterwards, but still, things have not gone very well for them. But anyways, what I'm trying to get at is the world has a way of turning us away from the supernatural and numbing us to it so that when we do see things we we just don't believe it or we look the other way uh, it's not only is it you know like witchcraft and stuff but it's a very biblical war over this I, there is there's a fight between good and evil between light and dark and satan wants you to not see the supernatural stuff he does not want you to see him working. He doesn't want you to see God working. He wants to keep it quiet so he can win silently. Whereas I, I don't believe that that is the way that we're supposed to live. I believe fully that we're supposed to live as supernatural beings with the Lord in his kingdom. We're supposed to see the supernatural. We're supposed to act on it. I mean, there's multiple passages in scripture where it says, you know, um, well, number one, the Holy Spirit came down and or descended into man, and we were gifted with um, the gifts of the Spirit. So we're meant to use those. We're meant to work, maybe not work in the supernatural, but be a part of it, see it, notice it, because the Lord is very supernatural. And the Western church has kind of drifted away from that i i feel like there are a lot of churches that do not preach on the supernatural and people become squeamish when they do preach on the supernatural because they think it's all foo-foo i heard a really funny word today that somebody used about that kind of stuff and i can't remember what it was but it was great and i was going to use it but now i can't remember it. i'll remember it when it's not important but anyways i believe that we have become numb to that veil to that that fine line between our world and the supernatural world, hence the name Beyond the Veil. Um, I w I'm not just talking about, you know, the veil that was torn in the Bible. I'm talking about the still hanging veil in our world, between our world and the supernatural. And I feel that there are more and more times nowadays that people have been either going through that veil or peeking past it and seeing things that they were not meant to see. And it's great. I, I think it's great because I think there are people trying to hide that from us and it shouldn't be hidden from us. Now, one of the big things that I feel is affecting our ability to look past that veil and see these things that are going on around us, especially as, uh, as Christians, is 
the idea that the Bible was for then and not for now. The stories in the Bible were for back then, were for the people back then, but they're not meant for now. Times have changed. We're in the 20th century, 21st century. I forget how they, 21st century, I think. How does that? I I feel like an idiot right now. 21st, I'm going to say 21st century because I I feel like that's right. I I know that's right. I, I trust myself. But anyways, we're in the 21st century. That kind of stuff does not go on anymore. It's it's not really meant for us. That was just for back then for the Bible. Um, maybe some of it's for today. You know, like the Lord is my shepherd. I sh- like, you know, he guides me along the waters. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's for that's for today during the, the rough stages of my life. That's for today. But this stuff about, you know, the Canaanites and David and Goliath and the book of the law and you know, all that stuff, that's for back then. That's that's for back then. But it's not. That's I feel like that is holding us back so much today because it is meant for today. It is, I mean, so much meant for today. If you look at the book of Isaiah, the prophecies, that is, I mean, I don't know how, how much more it could be for today. If you look at some of the later stuff, too, in the New Testament, um, Gosh, I mean, Revelation, that's all about today. It's meant for today. It's meant for the future. It is a revelation of the things to come when the Lord returns and through the, the trials and the tribulations. I I shouldn't keep talking about Revelation because I, I don't know very much about Revelation yet or still because it is, it is a very strange book. It is a book of signs and wonders that are going to happen before the Lord returns. But I feel like that is a big thing that holds us back today, is thinking that that was all for back then and not for now. You know, the uh, the idea that Genesis is just the the story of creation and it's nothing more than that. And we after we read that, we just read the rest of the Bible. We only need to read Genesis one time, but I don't think that is true. I believe that we should be really studying Genesis because it has so much to do with the supernatural that I can't even comprehend how much it has to do with the supernatural i've been listening to a lot of podcasts about it and there is so much there just looking at you know genesis 6 like we focused on in the last episode uh there's more to that you know it goes on talks about the tower of of babel and or babel babel whatever you call it babel i call it babel because babylon but the tower of babel is a very a very very interesting topic that i feel again people just read it and they look over it and they go on to the next verse the next the next chapter in the book but what were they trying to do there i think they were trying to reach a point i think they were trying to reach a point to where they gained access to the heavens why would they want to do that um there's a lot of different perspectives on that uh one is uh that they want to they or they wanted to gain access to the heavens so that they could release um, the fallen angels that were banished. Now I don't know that doesn't really make sense to me because they were banished to you know hell to Tartarus, and so you'd think that they would be going down, not up. You know, building their tower. But also another thing that I always think about is uh, if they gain access to the heavens, what? Why? Why do they need God? They have the technology to reach the heavens. They then become heavenly beings. 
you know what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to say I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to get some other people to get on here and talk about that too, because there's, there's a lot of ways that that can go. And that's a very interesting topic. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that could be said there, but you know, the way that they had learned to build that, I mean, it wasn't just technology from the Bible times, you know, it wasn't just your, your rock and your straw and your stone. They had technology that they had learned from the fallen angels, from those that had rebelled against the Lord and taught, um, like we talked about in the last episode, taught humans the forbidden knowledges. And uh, I believe that is, you know, that's where Freemasonry is stemmed from, from that knowledge, the, uh, I think it's six sacred sciences. I need to brush up on my Freemasonry, but that is where they learned all these, all this knowledge that was forbidden, that they were not supposed to know about, but they got taught by the fallen angels on how to do this and that is how they knew how to build all the way up to the heavens and so if they could build all the way up to the heavens why not just overthrow the lord why why would they need why would they need god if they could go up there and become heavenly beings and overthrow him so i i feel i think that that is uh still the corruption of the fallen angels that were working there and then the lord saw it and he said oh no bro you're going down <laughs> probably didn't say like that but something close to it you know no brethren thy art going down if possibly but something like that but anyways so there's a lot there that is still meant for today is still a part of this this learning that we need to do to understand more and it's just not dug into by anybody that i know that preaches up on a stage they, I, I feel like pastors are too afraid to get into that uh, that mystical, you know, supernatural stuff when it's some of the most important stuff in the Bible. It, it teaches us what's going on today. It teaches us, you know, how to fight against it, um, that, that type of stuff. And then I feel like there's so much push against, or not push, there's so much, what's the word for it? There's so much nervousness when it comes to talking about things such as the supernatural or things like witchcraft. Uh, you don't hear pastors preaching about witchcraft very much. I don't know about the South, but in the North, up here where I'm from, there's not preaching about witchcraft or how to fight against it. There's not preaching about deliverance. There's not preaching about demons. There's not any preaching about, you know fighting against the opposite side against the devil there's 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 not really any preaching about it. it's all all grace and peace and love love thy neighbor as you love yourself but what happens when your neighbor has a demon in him that he can't get out you have no idea how to do that you you have no idea how to prepare for that because the pastors do not want to talk about it they just want to stick to their love and that's all they want to preach about. Which, yes, there is a time for that, but there is also a time to prep your sheep for going out and becoming wolves and attacking the other side. I mean, we this isn't a defense game that we should be playing. We should be playing offense. Because if you're playing defense the whole time, you get scared. You're nervous that your defenses are going to fail and that you're going to get you know intruders in there. But when you're playing offense, you're working for the kingdom and you're destroying, you're kicking down the gates of hell and saying... Look, 
I'm a servant of the Lord. Come get me. You can't because, you know, I got the Lord on my side. But nobody's doing that. I mean, they're too afraid of the supernatural and they're not prepared. They're not prepared. I That is something I'm very passionate about is being prepared to kick in the gates of hell. You can't do that when you're hiding behind the church pew. I said it. You can't do it. So I feel that there's just... I need to stop saying I feel. There is a veil that people do not want to see. They don't want to be a part of the things that are beyond that. And that is the spiritual side of life. That is the spiritual side of the Bible. And in order to be an effective Christian, you have to go past it. And I I even have problems with that. I mean, I have problems reaching out and going on to that other side and seeing things in this world that are not of the world, that that are supernatural. And it scares me sometimes thinking about it, you know? What would happen if I stumble upon a demon? Heck, if I know. I, I mean, I'm not prepared because growing up, I didn't have a pastor who prepared me for that. I dumbstruck, you know, the Bible talks about it. That's why, that's why you need to dig into your Bible because it prepares you. But I mean, pastors don't want to touch that side of the Bible because they're afraid of losing people in their church. They're afraid that it'll scare people off and it shouldn't, it shouldn't scare you off. That's, that's one of the main things that I want out of this podcast is for people not to be afraid of that. It's for people to get an interest and go after it. Now, I don't want you to get sucked up into it and all of a sudden start, you know, getting into the occult. But I want you guys to know how to battle the occult, how to gain knowledge on it, how to gain knowledge on these these things that are not of this world and how to combat that and how to be prepared. Because there's a lot out there that people run across that they're not prepared for. I mean, I hear countless stories. You go on to Blurry Creatures, you listen to confessionals, you listen to, um, oh, what's another one that I really like? Unexplained Encounters. There's it, the People are not prepared for it. There's no way that people are prepared for the things that they see that are not of this world. And as as Christians, we need to be prepared for it. As Christians, we need to study up on it. We need to understand what is going on, what, the things that are working against us, and we need to be ready. I mean, there is a game right now going on, a chess game, if you will. And Satan has all these these pawns and these these knights that are fighting for his side. And we got one. We got one piece. But the good thing is, it's a king. And that king has all the right moves. And we only need that one. But we need to be knowledgeable about all the other pawns that Satan has need to be knowledgeable about the moves that they can make on us but we also have to remember that we have the king and that he can make any move that he wants to he can go any which way he's not backing up into the corner there's no checkmate the only checkmate is for the opposite side well guys thank you for listening to this episode uh I'm recording this uh, outro after I had recorded the episode, and uh, I I was thinking about it for a while, and I just figured, you know, I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, I kept thinking, man, what else should I add? But I, I think I said enough in that episode. I didn't want to keep droning on, and it was good, 
good place to stop. So thank you guys for paying attention and listening. And uh, thank you for listening through it, even though I had the sniffles very bad. Right now, weather is changing, and so I am getting all clogged up. I mean, it's ridiculous. My sinuses are going nuts. But thank you again. If you guys want to listen to the other episodes, there's three others. It'd be an honor if you guys would check those out. And uh, remember to like them, share them, follow, and uh, give me a follow on Instagram. Check out some of that stuff on there. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening and being patient with me for not getting all this out in uh, the recent weeks because it has just been crazy busy. Uh, I know some of you may understand, some of you may not. And if you don't understand, well, that sucks because life gets busy. But thank you guys. We'll check you later. Thank you.